Calls home, calls home, makes you feel happy when you're all alone. Calls home, calls home, you will even like it if you're a garden gnome. Hello my garden gnomes and welcome to Calls Home. Second to last episode, D-Man did the logo, Projector did the song. Brazil Barcelona Sunset Show. Go! Hello. How you doing? Oh yeah, I'm just just <laughs> fucking peachy. <laughs> should we should we pretend like everything's fine? <laughs> just, just, just keep calm and carry on. <laughs> Single tear. Crack uh, open a beer. <laughs> I can't. I can't even afford that. This is the worst part. I can't even go and stand in the park with the other jobless fecks because of the social distancing. Jesus Christ. Can't hang around a bus station because they're all closed. And I can't drink myself to oblivion because I've got no money. Ugh. Painful 2020, times. 2020, man. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah. Like, this show encompasses the last week of February and the first week of March for the Brazil-Barcelona Sunset Show. And, like, thinking back to it now and, like... I was, yeah, so there's like there was a viral video that went round of a woman grilling Trump and was like, "What were you What were you doing in February? Why weren't you prepared for this?" And I was like, "What was I doing in February? Oh yeah, I was getting it was it, a, going through as many airports as possible." It was a simpler time. It was a better time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Now I find, I find myself lucky enough to have a job in Aldi. I also feel like I, my mind is just spiralling off into madness. I've seen a, the same fox three times now, and I convinced myself it was like my spirit guide. <laughs> <laughs> I had but, I had a moment yesterday, like I was having an all right day. I found a copy of Azul, a board game on Facebook Marketplace, guy selling it for a tenner. I was like, that's a fucking bargain. I need to go buy that now. I messaged him and he was like, "Yeah, still available." And then he was like, "I was like, oh, cool. Can I grab it after work tomorrow?" And he was like, "Oh, there's a woman that's interested." I was like, "Mate, if it's a race, I'm going to be there in half an hour." So, <laughs> literally jumped in the car and got there, opened it. It's brand new. Doesn't have the plastic wrap, but it's still like hasn't been popped out the cardboard yet. Brand oh. new Azul for a tenner. Fucking bargain. It didn't bring me as much joy as that situation should, and I was like, "Oh God! Yeah, if yeah, by yeah. if hoarding games isn't bringing me joy anymore, what have I got left?" Well, that's it. You're, you're fucked. Like, right. right. that's that's this. The world's just pretty much gone to shit, mate. It's like, so ruined, games, isn't it? It's, it's so done. so ruined. Yeah. I still want to open a board games cafe next year. That is. Well, that... I know I joked about working for you the other day, but I might. <laughs> You're in if you want a job. You said you said just now you'd be willing to relocate to the other side of Leicester. How's the other side of the country sound? Can I telecommute? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you reckon we could just have you on Zoom available all day to explain games to people? 
<laughs> no, it'd be like a corset. Do you remember back in the day when you used to go in like a Virgin Megastore or something? They'd have like the the booths where you could listen to the CDs before racks. you brought Yeah, it'll be a bit like that, but you go up and press the button and then I'll tell people the rules for the game. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, like an audio tour. Holy shit. <laughs> well, we're onto something. Now, unfortunately, just Googling a YouTube tutorial is probably... I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to. Great, another job I'm obsolete for, thanks. <laughs> thanks, 2020. <laughs> Kicking you while you're down, 2020. Yeah. Oh, ridiculous, yeah. Fucking 20, what a crock of shit. I mean, it's not all shit, I need to preface that, I did get engaged the other day. Yeah, so congratulations. That, yeah, cheers, really happy about that. I was also really happy I sunk all my savings into the ring and then two days later I got an email telling me I no longer had a job. So that was, that was, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, worth it. Worth it, though. Worth it, though. Hey, look, life could be a lot worse. Um, we, we're monitoring our financial situation. We're doing all right. Like you know, There's definitely people out there in far worse situations. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's what. That's kind of what brought me around yesterday. Is like, at least I've got a supermarket job. At least I've got somewhere to live, and I'm fairly comfortable. Yeah. So. All... Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, I mean, I'm I'm doing bits to keep busy as well. Fucking mate, shop at a market. Good grief! Like you get a lot of fruit and veg for your money at a market. Oh, you do, don't you? Yeah. There's some interesting motherfuckers that hang around markets. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the fruit. Uh, it's like the boot sale of produce. Yeah, but, but like, it's all good quality uh, shit. Do you know what? It's better than the supermarkets. Mm. Like hands down, we've had strawberries and apples the other week that were just ten times better than anything we had all year from Morrison's. Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? Um, and you just get so much. Like we're, we're fucking drowning in onions at the minute. <laughs> it's all actually fresh. Like, a, like yeah. there is, there's a horrific amount of stuff that comes into a supermarket that's just in a giant freezer yeah. for a fair few months. Yeah. Uh, I brought a, a watermelon today, and the bloke was like, oh, it's yellow inside. I was like, what does that mean? He was like, it's just a bit sweeter. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I only just found out that yellow watermelons exist. Well, he, he turned around, and he was like, oh, they're, they're quite rare. You don't get them in this country very often. I was like, does that affect the price? He was like, not at all. I was like, well, then I'll fucking have one. <laughs> 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 yeah yellow watermelons i still i haven't tried was it good i haven't tried it yet we're gonna we're gonna cut it up tomorrow and into like little cubes and like freeze them so we can just shove them in the uh the magic bullet and just have um slushes Ooh. yeah Ooh. i mean if i had rum you know, <laughs> yeah you know where mine mine was <laughs> i didn't want to hurt. there is a bottle of like tequila and that other stuff you put in margarita downstairs so. yeah that'll do I might do actually. Yeah, fucking people. yellow watermelon margaritas. Yeah, they sounds yeah. well good. <laughs> I'm going to be in a much better mood tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> should we record then? <laughs> should, we, should we just do it now? <laughs> we'll crack on now. We'll crack on now. It's fine. Um, hey, pop quiz then. Guess how old the Leicester market is. Uh, 1648. Oh, don't make me do maths. Uh, it says a 700 year old market. Uh, it's 2020 now. 1648. 
No, I went 400 years. Oh, doubled it. Jesus. Doubled it and out a few on. Wowzers. Yeah, apparently it's a world-famous market. You know, Gary Lineker's parents used to have a stall there. <laughs> Selling Walker's crisps. No, fruit and veg. They were, they were fruit and veg people. Nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, love it. Yeah, Salisbury's got market. It's open now. Still haven't been. You should. Like, I don't know. Like, I work at a supermarket and practically hugging the general public all day. But going out to a market, I think, is a bit wary. Like, no, you know what? Because I've been doing like my food shops and stuff real early in the morning. Like, yeah, and getting there first thing, just as like half of the people are still setting up. Like, there's no one around. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this is really, really good. I could live my life like this especially seeing as like, I'm not drinking now so I don't need lions <laughs> <laughs> yeah well with my very early shifts at Audi I've been getting up extremely early it's quite nice quite yeah. nice yeah dad used dad was joking that I'd become a morning person and I, I think I have I think I'm sold on it yeah he's he's he's, he's got you on that one mm. I haven't stopped drinking but I can still get up in the morning but it's fine <laughs> I I've carefully budgeted been doing budgets to see how much I need and it was it I put a hundred pounds into the beer and treats fund, which is basically any fun money or anything and like eighty percent of that's gonna be beer. <laughs> yeah, well you gotta live. Yeah, maybe sixty percent. I've got a good deal on some some Budweiser's. Nice. <laughs> Fifty beer bowl. I do mean. Yeah, yeah, it's desperate when I'm like, nice Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went and saw some of my mates the other day. Uh, me and Jude did a bit of a social distance garden. Nice. Just just seeing people. Like, we went and saw her sister and, and, and her, her family. And we went to some mates and they were like, oh, do you, uh, do you want a tea or a water or a, or a beer? I was like, fuck, yes, I will have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Noise, noise. Right. So yeah, if you want to set up the Patreon for uh, calls home now, <laughs> I'll take like at least forty-five percent of that. We'll start taking those royalties <laughs> in. Yeah, we we need to start. You'll you'll find me down the next Bobby Market selling bootleg T-shirts and like <laughs> hockey like cassette tapes of calls home. <laughs> yeah, we need to start monetizing definitely. <laughs> nice alright sunset show let's go down the past lane forget 2020 in its present yeah fuck, fuck 2020 <laughs> <laughs> fuck it up I went to Brazil and Barcelona two of yeah. my two of my I think Chile was my shortest country uh, with only three nights Brazil was I think nine and Barcelona was five, four or five. Is um is Brazil Spanish speaking? No. 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 Oh, oh. Portuguese. You're Portuguese. But it, I found out after a few days when we were like suddenly trying to communicate and get ourselves about. I was just like, speak Spanish, and he. Was, and he was like, eh, kind of, and then spoke very good Spanish. Yeah. And then 
I we we were getting a taxi so we were getting a taxi somewhere and we were struggling to communicate. I was like Spanish and like we did it a bit in Spanish, and then I ended up we ended up getting in a different taxi driver's car, and mm. then after a little while, we we were talking a bit about general taxi man chit chat, and he was like, "Do you speak?" He he was like Portuguese. I was like. Nah, Espanol. <laughs> we, I was speaking Spanish and he was speaking Portuguese, and we were kind, <laughs> we were kind of getting there. Yeah. So after that, after about three days, I was feeling a bit more confident to just be like, I'm just going to speak Spanish to you, and you're pretty much going to understand what I'm saying. Oh, I was really excited. Like I found a show for you to watch because I thought it'd be in Spanish. I don't have a fucking clue. And now that I've googled it, yeah, it's in Portuguese. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, yeah. if you go to Portugal, they all watch the Brazilian soaps. Well, that's what this show was. It yeah. was made in Brazil. You know you know, Dead Set? Yeah. There's like a Brazilian version of that. Ooh. They've like dropped the B plot of The Boyfriend and added in new characters. So like the A plot for the first half of the season is beat for beat, just a Portuguese version of Dead Set. Nice. Um, and then it has just five episodes on the end that's like a sequel to Dead Set. Like, oh, it was nice. enjoyable. I didn't have a clue what anyone was fucking saying. Yeah. But... I wonder if De- Dead Set must be on E4, right? I'd love to um, watch that. God, when did I watch it? I think it is on E4. I, I watched it not too long ago. It's either on E4 or Netflix. Dead Set, for anyone listening, is um, zombie zombie apocalypse story based on people stuck in the Big Brother house. And it was just glorious. Do you know who wrote it? I'm going to go with Chris Morrison. Charlie Brooker. Oh, he was my literally going to be my yeah. second choice. Yeah, of man, course. It is man, it famous is, for Black Mirror. It is very Black Mirror. It is very mm-hmm. Black Mirror. Now I think about it, it's not nearly, nearly funny enough to be Chris Morrison. Chris Morris? Chris Morrison. Chris Morris? Either one of those. Just Google it and edit it out later. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do editing now. <laughs> don't care enough about this show anymore. We're on to bigger and better things, baby. Wink. 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 <laughs> um. I'm, so, I'm so tired. <laughs> All right. Questions? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're just doing questions. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, so this is for Brazil and Barcelona, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what was the best and worst accommodation in Brazil and Barcelona? So, Barcelona's easy because the best and the worst was the same place because we only stayed in one place, but we got ourselves a nice little Airbnb, fairly central. Um, it was there was quite a few rooms in one house and there wasn't a lock on the door, which is always oh. always wary. But of course, was absolutely fine. Really nice apartment block, uh, very small room, but like well kitted out kitchen. Nice. Very nice. Very very nice. And then Brazil, I had a ridiculously nice hotel that Dad and Jen bought for me. I spent far too much time just like. Any time that we were like, yeah, we'll kind of like do our own thing and then we'll meet up and do this. My own thing was just like sitting in the hotel. <laughs> just like, oh, this is really nice. <laughs> yeah, just just sitting in bed eating like a giant bag of Cheetos, drinking a beer sometimes is yeah. the one, right? Uh, the worst hotel for Brazil, I, uh, I arrived um, 
one night before Dad and Jan because I the flight was cheaper and I booked this hostel and like you know how I hate a top bunk this was then the hot like quite a tall room but for some reason the gap between the bottom and the top bunk was about six foot which gave me about two and a half foot on the top bunk uh, they gave you little lockers that were kind of like bolted to the bunk bed frame and it wasn't big enough for my laptop and I was like Ooh. I fucking hate this place I cannot okay. wait till I go to a hotel tomorrow <laughs> you just slept hugging your laptop oh no I went round it was literally round like coincidentally just round the corner from my hotel so I took my laptop round there and was like can I leave this in your in your safe please until tomorrow and they were like yeah fine (laughs) see I would not have thought about that I would have just stayed up all night with like a sharpened stick or something Yeah, no, I just thought, yeah, it'll be so. I was like, I'm checking in tomorrow. Can I leave some stuff here? And they were like, yeah, no problem. Genius. Yeah, that makes way more sense than my idea. <laughs> yeah, just caveman in some people. <laughs> <laughs> Most overrated tourist attraction for both countries. Overrated. Uh, overrated for. Oh no! Um, I didn't pick an overrated one for Brazil or Barcelona. Off the top of my head, the most overrated one for Brazil is the Sugarloaf Mountain. It's very cool to look at from the bottom. From the top, it's like a little mound that comes. Like Rio's very hilly, very very steep hills surrounded by beach, and mm. the two famous hills are the Sugarloaf Mountain, and then Christ the Redeemer, and. Yeah, we did both in the same day, and yeah, Sugarloaf's good, but if you're gonna, if you, luckily Dad and Jen paid for a very nice tour, so I did both. But if you had to do one, just do Christ the Redeemer. It's higher, and you get a better view. Sugarloaf's cool, but probably a bit overrated. Uh, overrated for Barcelona, probably. I would say Gaudi Park, but only because Gaudi is a super famous architect from Barcelona and like lots of the funky buildings you see from Barcelona he designed but he has a park mm. and he it like it was overrated for me because there was so much construction going on when we no, went really? yeah it was like there's this famous like windy bench and yeah uh, the Instagram spot yeah, yeah yeah and half of it was all closed off because of construction oh brilliant yeah um, what was the uh, most underrated tourist attractions? Underrated uh, for Brazil was the Samba Drome, so the big you probably saw on my Instagram, the big arena where they have the parade going through it mm-hmm. and I'd only say it's underrated because like, a lot of people talk well, from my experience, a lot of people talk about Rio Carnival and the amazing experience and all the parties in the street and stuff, like the whole thing is about the Samba Samba Drome competition and not that many people talk about it. I met a fair few people that weren't going to do that, but that was the by far the highlight of the trip. Yeah. Um, and then underrated for Barcelona was, yeah, the walking tour we did. We did a brilliant walking tour done by an Irish dude. And yeah, it was fantastic. He was brilliant. Where'd you find it? Was it like off one of those uh, free walking tour websites? was yeah but there's like 10 for barcelona uh-huh. so just kind of picked one 
I thought about maybe doing that for Leicester, but there's two problems. You don't get many tourists in Leicester, and I don't really know much about Leicester. <laughs> well, so you've got two hurdles to overcome. <laughs> yeah, pretty big hurdles. For One's Leicester, easier like. than the other. <laughs> Learning about Leicester and making a tour shouldn't be too difficult. Driving tourism to Leicester? Probably a bit more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got a space centre. What more do you fucking want? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was your favourite story or anecdote? Have we uh, done that one? So for Brazil, we were so one night. Yeah, we were the same night. I was faffing around with taxi drivers. We kind of like changed plans, swapped around, ended up doing a different thing. But on our taxi home, we got we were up in the old town and we were staying way down in the south on the beaches. So we got a taxi. The taxi driver took what would be considered to most as a route, fine route, got us back. To dad was not efficient enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Dad then proceeded to talk the whole way about how he thinks the taxi driver was screwing us over. And I was like, do you want me to ask him to turn round? And he was like, no. And then the next day he was like, I looked up the route. It, it wasn't <laughs> But is it not a case of like, like, and again, this might be a bit ignorance, but as far as I'm aware with like places like Rio, like you go one street over too far and you're in a real bad situation, right? Yeah, true. I think he did take a different turning that probably would have been a fairly like main road and been fine. Right. But um, yeah, he took us like probably an extra five minutes, probably in only like two pounds more, which in dad's black taxi would obviously be 50 quid more. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that is the thing. I mean, we used to get it in Luton quite a lot when you're coming back from the train station at night. Right? Mm. Yeah, the, my favourite story I would go for Barcelona is very simple. So Millie looked up a nice Asian restaurant called Cuco and she was like, oh yeah, they do bao buns there. Incidentally, that was the lovely meal that she cooked last night that cheered me up. Nice. Um, and she was like, cool, yeah, this one. And then she started directing us and she was like, oh, it's oh no, it's, it's this way. And then we like walked for a good mile. Because she said it was like two minutes away. Then we walked for a bloody mile to find this place. Found it. And it was a different Cuco. So they've got oh, okay. two locations in Barcelona. And she took us to the wrong one. And I only enjoy that anecdote. Because it bookends our trip perfectly. Because <laughs> the New York the New York anecdote was basically me very much getting directions wrong around New York. And then to finish the trip, meeting back up with Billy again. And she fucked him up this time. So... <laughs> <laughs> Makes me happy. A match made in heaven. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, what was the worst toilet so far? So for Brazil, so yeah, Rio Carnival. It's like, imagine having twice the amount of people that go to Download Festival descend on one city at the yeah. same time. So... There wasn't one specific toilet. It was just sometimes you'd walk past an area outside that smelt like it had become all toilet. Yeah. Yeah, some very, very smelly areas. And, yeah, we walked past one, like, there's, like, an aqueduct. And, Mm. yeah, clearly that's where everyone was running off to take a slash because it just reeked a piss. Yeah, you definitely don't need that, do you? Yeah, no, not great. 
Uh, and then the one for Barcelona. So I at the airport went through ones with all these questions with Millie to just get her input on them. And I was like, "Worst toilet?" She was like, "Oh, the one just there had a poop in it." the question is was it gross before millie went in or the way the way that you worded that sentence (laughs) questions there les scott asks if it was before or after you went in i wish it was before <laughs> oh, she's put the noisy kettle on as well. That's all right. I'll have a, I'll have a coffee. <laughs> uh, it's just ambience. It's like when you were back in that that cafe. If she can pull out like a French horn, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> she's not giving up tea for my podcast. Outrageous. That's fair. Like. <laughs> Um, so if you could do anything no if you could do that location again is there anything different so for Brazil I like couldn't think of anything I think mainly because A I didn't do any research surprise surprise Um, (laughs) but Dad and Jan had been before and they organised everything and to my knowledge we hit all of the tourist attractions yeah. So I don't think there is anything that I can think of that I've missed out on. Um, for Brazil, we said pack, pack a hoodie or, or a jumper because we went at the beginning of March and it was actually pretty chilly. And also there's a Dali, there's a Dali museum that's a little bit out of the city that we didn't have time to get to. But yeah, there's quite a, quite a few like little areas of Barcelona we didn't explore that would have been good to see, but it's not that far away. So hopefully get back there sometime. Yeah, but again, it's always that thing, isn't it? You don't want to do do everything. Mm. Um, so, what's the best advice or tip you were given for for both the locations? Um, Brazil Rio Carnival. Everyone says it as soon as you start talking. Like even like six months out of Rio Carnival, when I was talking to travellers in South America, they were like, "Have you booked your accommodation?" <laughs> I was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like Dan Jan had a fucking nightmare in the end sorting it out, but did manage to book me a hotel. Um, but yeah, they say book accommodation early because it's very difficult to get accommodation. And me booking that top bunk a bit late proves that you get stuck with a bad room otherwise. Fair. And Barcelona is yeah, go to see Sagrada Familia. Like when I put out my thing on Instagram saying like what. Um, what what shall I do in Barcelona? Everyone was like, make sure you go there. And like, it's based on a board game. You're right there. Is it? You want your charger? I'm in the middle of recording a podcast. Like, this is important. Can we just clarify <laughs> on the Barcelona story? The, the place we went to didn't even have bow buns. <laughs> <That's what I'm saying. laughs> I love bow buns. So the other the other the other location of it specifically did bow buns, where this one didn't. Hey. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Well, yeah. So Grada Familia board game. There's a board game based on it, which. Obviously, I meant I needed to go even more. Is it worth going inside? That's that's the big, yes, big old church, isn't it? It is worth See, going inside. 
I've seen it from the outside twice now, I think, and by times that I've gone, people have been like, nah, you don't really need to go inside. Really? Because there's always a massive queue, right? Well, no, so we... We didn't queue for a long time, but, you know, when we came, like... So we bu- I booked a audio tour. Mm. Uh, like, no, a, gu- a guided tour. Um, and we got there, and we queued for, like, five minutes. And then... While we like went in, found the location, found the woman that's doing the tour, and she was like, "Yeah, we're going to start in like ten minutes or so." So we had a little wander around, and mm. literally within those ten minutes, the queue just filled up. So yeah. I think just just go early. Yeah, I mean as that's long the as thing. You get there early enough. Both times I've been, it's been on an excursion into Barcelona. I wasn't staying yeah, in Barcelona, yeah. so. Yeah, get there early. I mean, just see it. Those stained glass windows. Just see those stained glass windows from the inside yeah. was, was worth it. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe if I have to get a job as a fruit picker in Spain or something. Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm not being bitter. You're bitter. Um, uh, who was the best Yahtzee competitor and how's the Yahtzee leaderboard looking and how many times did Millie beat you? She didn't. I smashed her. 5-1, mate. 5-1. Bullshit. Bullshit. 5-1. Don't, don't, don't believe a word. It was 5-1. I did it. I won. What? Is it Yahtzee? Yeah. <laughs> she's, trying, she's trying to fake news me. It was true. You're right. No, just because you've got a platform doesn't mean you can just spout <laughs> this vile, these lies. I'm trying to find my diary because I don't have the specific results for Jam. No, uh, no I wrote this one. I fucking wrote this one. I'm talking about Brazil. I didn't, don't think I even wrote down the specific numbers for Brazil, but Jam thrashed us. Like, unbelievable Yahtzee competition. We played quite a lot me dad and jan and like there pretty much wasn't a game where jan didn't get a yahtzee like it wasn't until like pretty much the second to last day where i won my first game (laughs) so that's i was storing up my good luck for games with millie i still still think you're lying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was there. I was there, man. <laughs> I was there. What was the uh, the best food that you had for both of the locations? So Brazil, we went to really like contrasting situations and where my two favourite foods were. Because we on our last night, Dad and Jan took me to a very very fancy restaurant. And by mm-hmm. like very fancy restaurant, like it was probably about fifty quid a head. Which even for England would get you a pretty damn good, good meal and a few drinks. But in Brazil, that gets you like a really fucking good meal and some yeah. very very nice drinks. Um, I had a steak, I had the T Rex T Bone. It was massive. It was delicious, and it came with um, like it was like truffle mashed potatoes and a quail's egg. It was oh, it was just nice. it was fucking amazing. Uh, but my other one was near that aqueduct that smelled of piss. There was a little food market. <laughs> it was it was on the night that we went on the bar crawl. And they were like, yeah, do you guys want to hang around here for a little bit or move on to the next bar? I was like, I want to grab something to eat quickly. And I got a lamb, ke- lamb kebab. And oh, nice. this lamb kebab was just a food stall. Like, 
I've learned. Everyone's like, oh, watch out, be careful with that street food. I've eaten so much street food around the world and haven't got that ill. So, <laughs> I, yeah, you, the next kebab you have in Salisbury is just going to like ruin, ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> but this was like the best kebab ever. So it's not it's not like the reformed doner meat we have here. This was yeah. like strip steaks stacked up on top of each other on a spinning grill, and nice. it was just. Perfect. I was pretty drunk by this point, and it was just heaven. Spot on, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Barcelona, Barcelona, Barcelona. There's a rest- there's a market called the Bocaria, and the Bocaria is like like a very like um, I can't remember what the one in London's called, but a fancy food market. But they all do like four or five euro mini dishes. Uh-huh. And we went round just, and we had like four or five each, and just yeah. So the, one of my favourites that I put on the Instagram was the sliced like sausage meats with the cheese. Uh, what else oh yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, like loads, lots of little bits like that. It was, it was just such a good experience. Walk like we were both really. It was just after the walking tour, so we were we were very hungry by the time we went, and it was just like. Oh wow! I really do not know what to have. There's so many good options here, but yeah, oh. not one specific thing from there. But the whole experience, I was just like so full up and happy when we walked out of there. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the best drink that you had? Best drink. So uh, we went to a place on the bar crawl in Brazil. There was a cachaça bar, and cachaça is like the national drink of Brazil. Mm. Um, she's yapping away in the background she's always doing this I'm trying to be a serious podcast she's talking <laughs> to someone now um, fucking, it was dangerously close to me getting a sales job and I'd say dangerously close I didn't get the job so maybe not that close but I was thinking like both, <laughs> both of us working from home me doing a sales job where I'm just on the phone all the time like I was on. The, I was playing games with people the other day, and she was like, "Can you be a bit quieter, please?" I was like, "I wasn't shouting this time. <laughs> I wasn't." She was like, "I know, but still, just a bit loud." She's <laughs> like, "Fucking hell, you'd be you'd be in trouble if I got a job right now." <laughs> Les, you're at a nine. I need you at about a four right now. <laughs> the problem is, I go up to a fifteen. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, Kashasha. Yeah, so they made so it's like a sugar cane rum that I don't think is very nice personally, but it's very popular in Brazil and they make some very good cocktails with it. It's, when you cover up the flavour of it, it's delicious. And they, they made some wicked cocktails. But the guy who owned it was very proud of his Kashasha and he like showed us the process of making it and he like took, like he, we made, like went through the process and all, all he did was like, the, this guy didn't speak English, but our tour guide was translating. But to the like to a point where he would talk for like five minutes, and then our translator would talk for like thirty seconds. <laughs> like you definitely skipped some stuff there, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> but he would just shout "Kashasha," <laughs> and if you didn't shout it good enough, he'd make you do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think me and him would get on very well. No. no. <laughs> um, in Barcelona, it was the coffee. We had some very, very nice coffees around Barcelona. Didn't do much proper drinking around Barcelona because we were so busy in the daytimes, but found some very nomad coffee. I've still got, nice. I've got their sticker on my laptop. 
Nice. Yeah. Um, well, of course you do. You've travelled the world hosting a podcast. Of course your laptop's got stickers on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a self-hating hipster. Of course I've got <laughs> lots of stickers on my laptop. Oh, good gracious. <laughs> um, what was the worst food that you had? Oh, like there's lots of like little little bar slash restaurants on the on the edge of Copacabana Beach. And we were like, we'd done our walking tour in Brazil, and then we were like, let's grab something to eat. We went to this one, and this a the service was awful, but when the food came out, it was like bad. What I imagine it would be like food, like almost like bad school canteen food slash bad food truck food. Uh huh. And but it was expensive because you're on Copacabana Beach. <laughs> like forgot oh, yeah. half of our order. Oh, it was just a shambles. It was not good. Um, worst food in Barcelona, like, didn't really eat anything awful. I mean, maybe our own packed lunch, but even then it was still pretty nice. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you got a lot of packed lunch. Ate quite, I mean, but like, that's, that's how lucky we were. That was the worst of it. <laughs> it's pretty damn good. Um, what was the biggest mistake you made? Brazil probably spent too much time in the hotel. <laughs> could have got, <laughs> could have got out and about more. Um, yeah, it was just nice and aircon, and I had some privacy. I realised that that's what I'd missed for such a long time was like privacy and being able to just leave my stuff out and it be okay. And yeah, you know, just had my own space. So I was just happy sitting there. Yeah, uh, Barcelona was days of the week. We did. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And yeah, like Sunday, Monday and Tuesday are not good times to visit somewhere because a lot of stuff closes and it's or it's not open the whole time or like you don't get a busy, busy night sort of thing. I mean, Barcelona is pretty busy all the time. It's pretty touristy. But but yeah, go on better days of the week. What was the biggest surprise that you had? Biggest surprise for Brazil was how nice that hotel was. <laughs> <laughs> I, it really was. I didn't realise. Like, I knew Dad and Jenna got me a hotel, and it's a hotel, not a hostel, so I was already excited. But it was lovely. <laughs> it was lovely. Um, and Barcelona, I was surprised at how small Barcelona is. It's, it's quite condensed, and it's not very tall. So, yeah, yeah, Barcelona's a bit not as, yeah. not as broad as I thought it was. Yeah, I've never really thought about that. I'm not. Mm. I think it was like one of the first European cities that I visited. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it is. I have to go and investigate. Um, GP Barcelona, if it ever comes back. Oof. Jesus. <laughs> it just uh, seems like such a foreign concept to go abroad to an event at the moment. Like, yeah. Fuck it. So it, Dave Dave Chappelle has just released a special on YouTube. Um, it's him talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and it's very powerful and it's not mm. particularly funny and he knows it. But he basically held a held an event. He held a he held a performance and it's mm-hmm. like all the chairs are two metres apart, they fully like they it looks like it's just in someone's back garden, but it's not a big crowd and it's all very well spaced and everyone's got face masks on and he was just like, This is the first live live event since this has happened. So this is what we're doing. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, yeah. 
So when you see like gigs that are like drive-in gigs and stuff like that. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm not not keen on that. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> awful. Like um, so much for those Hamilton tickets. Like. <laughs> yeah, so much for everything, mate. So much for Vegas, for Cirque du Soleil, for <laughs> fucking Green Day, H- Hella Megator. Yeah. 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 So that finally, finally got rescheduled the other day. They left it to the wire to reschedule. Oh, that's that. a dick move. Yeah, like to even the point where like we, me and Jude had a conversation where it was like, well, if this gig goes ahead on the planned dates, the original dates, we ain't going. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck that. Mm. Um. Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna shut the, the door. I'm gonna shoot yap him one sec. <laughs> Uh, I look forward to hearing what you said when I come through the edit. Nothing. I was trying to find some French horn music to play, but I just couldn't Google <laughs> quick enough. Uh, I'm doing these mini recordings for the Sunset Show, and that, while I had grabbed a little re- grabbed a recycling bag off of a neighbour, and Dad and Jen had a weird conversation while I was away. <laughs> I'm keeping it in. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's like nothing incriminating like, no it's not it's where just... did you hide the body <laughs> <laughs> it's next to the time capsule in the park they'll never find it <laughs> fucking yeah we were meant to reschedule and go get that yeah ridiculous ridiculous I'd forgotten about that completely because that's where I am in the, the listen through but also in regards to that don't ever forget to put an intro on a podcast I'm with again. Because walking around Morrison's the other day and that came on and I just heard in my ears like, hi, Scott. Look, I always turn around and knock some old bloke out. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's fuck? the one I completely forgot to put an intro yeah. or an outro. I was just like, yeah, wink, this is it. This is it now. <laughs> I full on like went karate mode. I was like, oh, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Just turn around to some old bloke with your voice. <laughs> 2020, no. Um. <laughs> Where were we? Uh, best person people. Person people. Person people. So Brazil didn't meet too many other people. A few randomers are along the way. But I met Marquise and Nikki again. Two people I met in Colombia. Um, I they were going to Rio Carnival, so on my first night in Brazil, I met up with them before because Dad and Jen hadn't arrived yet. So I met up with them and went out for drinks with them, which was really really nice. Really good to see them again. Marquis, they're great fun. Marquis is fucking hilarious, and like Brazil, like Rio Carnival is full of people that can dance, and Marquis can just dance. So he used to be a choreographer, so he can dance very, very well. So yeah. we went to a bar, and seeing him dance with people was just amazing, absolutely amazing. Nice. nice. Um, and then Barcelona, we picked Priscilla. So Priscilla was the lady who did our tattoos. She was lovely. And very early on, I was like, you're not Spanish, are you? She was like, no, from Argentina. So then had some very good Spanish conversations, alien, completely alienating, really, but had some conversations <laughs> in Spanish with her. I thought you were going to say, like, she turned around with a thick, brummy accent. It was like, no. <laughs> from Birmingham. I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, she was very, very nice. Very, yeah, 
gave us some good tattoos. Nice. How how was your first tattooing experience? Oh, it's tiny, isn't it? Like it's tiny yeah, little. Less, less about less about your penis. What about your tiny? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's not, is it? No, right. I can imagine getting like a big detailed piece done and get being there for an over like an hour can be a bit tedious. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I have no regrets at all. Yeah, it's good. It was good. When you getting your next one? Yeah, I don't know. Thinking You're gonna about get it. like the the like the whole window on my back. Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty sick, actually. Yeah, will be. Um, on your back, you're gonna get it like a tram stamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Horny for board games. <laughs> no, I need I need that keyworks tattoo. <laughs> Clearly need that keywords tattoo, but yeah, you know, like I don't. Right, I'm stingy if you haven't noticed, and like eighty yes. euros for two little tattoos. Do I really want to spend what? three, three or four hundred quid on eighty euros? Yeah, what? yeah, ridiculous. I mean, I wouldn't mind, but they're like literally just lines. Yeah, like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I just could have. You could have brought a tattoo gun on Wish, and I'd have done it for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I like the idea of having a, like a permanent time stamp on my body of the time I went travelling. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think that is, that's a great, great time to get one. Like, yeah. Just coming back, because like you say, it is a, a good memento of the occasion. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so that was the best person people. Uh, what was your best lesson learned? Best lesson learned. Best lesson learned was... Being in Brazil, being surrounded by people dancing when I'm extremely sober makes me the most uncomfortable ever. <laughs> like, these people get up and start partying early, and our first day, like, Dan and Jam are like, oh, we'll meet you here. And then they text me just before I left the hotel, and they were like, oh, come meet us here, there's a, there's a block party going on. And went, and like, I had only just woken up, basically. Woken up and eaten, like, coffee hadn't kicked in yet. And there's people just, like, having a good old samba dance. And I was, like, like, enjoying watching. But Jan was, like, trying to get me to dance. I was, like, no. (laughs) No. Not at all. That's not what I can do right now. Like, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Best lesson learned for Barcelona. Submit to Millie's will and get a tattoo. (laughs) she was pretty adamant on getting one and yeah before I knew it we were sitting down looking through a book and I was like oh this is happening is it okay but that's a good way to get a tattoo I like doing that like yeah the majority of mine have been very unplanned and just been like oh fuck I've got got 20 quid let's go and pay this drunk guy to tattoo me (laughs) yeah nice um good um what was the best day in both locations? Brazil, we had yeah, we did a jeep tour, which took us like round. Uh, yeah, did Christ the Redeemer, took us to Sugarloaf Mountain, and yeah, a few other spots around 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 Rio, which was wicked. Our tour tour guide was brilliant, and then we like went in. I had a little sleepy and then got up and we got to the Sambodrome for like midnight and then had the whole like four hours at the Sambodrome watching these ridiculous floats go past and it was just insane of a day. 
Yeah, even though some of it was like technically after midnight, but still ish the same day. Yeah. And then, yeah, like got pretty drunk doing that, really like completely blown away by the whole spectacle. And then even saw sunrise as we were driving back to the hotel. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Uh, and then Barcelona, we had a day walking around the parks. We went to the, Ga- the Gaudi Park, which, yeah, well, like I say, it was overrated, but it was still pretty good. Uh, we then walked around this market, this big old, like, second-hand market, managed to nab some deals in there. Uh, we walked around the big park near our Airbnb, we got our tattoos, and then we went around the old town for dinner. We've had paella, which was very, very nice. Paella, because you're in Barcelona. Uh, Sorry, what? They pronounce things differently in Barcelona because they speak Catalonian, not Spanish. Okay. Safe to say, je. A bit more. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, it was a good day. Two very, very good days. Nice. Um, so who was the nicest Chilean or Uruguayan you met in Rio? So the Arsenal? running joke of some <laughs> <shows>. <laughs> one behind every time <laughs> um, the best person people so favourite Brazilian was our tour guide Angela I've written down Angela I can't remember if that's actually her name Angela she was lovely she sounded like she smoked about a thousand cigarettes a day had like a husky voice but yeah she knew the city inside and out and was very very good very very like, good at her job like a Brazilian Doc Cotton <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, maybe not, but like, doesn't not nowhere near as fragile. Yeah. Like, I'm and she, she like 80s. she walked with a walking stick, but she did you with it. <laughs> Dark cotton in the eighties when she used to be able to clip naughty Nick around the ear. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, she was wonderful. Barcelona again. We didn't meet that many people there. I had a chat with a guy in a market. I picked him because I just enjoyed the Spanish conversation I had with him. <laughs> like, nice. Yeah, he was alright. Nice. Yeah. Um, what was your biggest worry? Biggest worry, like uh, for Brazil, I, I almost felt like I was holding Dad and Jan back a little, which is a bit embarrassing to say. But like, <laughs> they're like they they love they love to party. But like, I don't know, I think I wasn't feeling, especially in the mornings and at the block parties, I don't know, I feel like I have to be quite drunk to dance, which is probably more my insecurities than anything else. But yeah, I I think I'm sure they'll tell me it was fine, but they lie and tell me it was fine, even if it wasn't. (laughs) But yeah, I felt like I was holding them back a little bit, but we still had a pretty damn good time. And Barcelona, halfway through the walking tour, there was this pigeon, and it was, like, dying. Oh, no. And it, like, Millie got very, very upset looking at this pigeon that was going through a very, very rough time. Oh, no. And, yeah, that was... And all you could think about was KFC at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, not only was I worried about the pigeon, I was worried about Millie's reaction to the yeah, pigeon. Of course, of course. <laughs> Yeah, it was quite dramatic. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, what a bummer. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2020, am I right? Yeah. Uh, 
What's the uh, what's your zombie apocalypse survival rating for both of the cities? Fucking uh, Rio de Janeiro during carnival for a zombie apocalypse could be a video game. Right now, I'm going to circle back. The show that I watched was set in Rio. Right? Yeah, and it what was it called? Reality Z. Yeah, fuck it. Like it would be horrific. Yeah. Like, not only is it very densely populated. Very warm and like yeah, it's like it's a really like I said it was quite an ugly city because all the buildings are quite new. It seems to have really grown recently. Okay. Um, like within the last forty years, it seems all their buildings are. And I even asked the tour guide once. I was like, "What's up with the architecture? Like, it's not very good." She was like, "It's all just function over form. Like they just built efficient buildings because they needed to get them up because the economy was growing." So they're not pretty at all. But, mm. yeah, that just shows how quickly it's developed into a very, like, concrete jungle. But right on the concrete jungle is actual fucking jungle. <laughs> and then on the yeah. edge, of, just between those two are favelas that are just shanty towns with lots of, unfortunately, very poor people. But that means there's also a lot of crime in Brazil. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you'd just be fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would. Like, let's be honest, like... The zombies ain't your main concern at that point. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd be, you'd be in lots of trouble very quickly. Yeah, yeah. At least it'd be over quick, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, for Barcelona, there's this place called Guel Palace, another Gaudi building. So Guel was this, like, aristocrat, socialite, very rich guy, but he just, like, fucking loved Gaudi's work and commissioned, mm. like... The the park was Grell's old house and gardens. And then, yeah, Grell also had this palace that he got made by Gaudi. But, like, looks pretty hard as fuck. And there's loads of, like... There's loads of, like, weird little peepholes in it. Which is... Dust, okay. Which is, like, there's, there's one. So, from... Like, when they were entertaining, so they'd come in... People would come into this reception. And there's hmm. these weird little viewing balconies where he would be able to view people that are coming in and be like oh yes look jeffrey has arrived (laughs) (laughs) see what you're saying is this bloke's a bit voyeuristic yeah he must have been (laughs) yeah but yeah very cool building would be very nice to fortify yourself in i assume yeah 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 you're gonna go out go out in style yeah yeah um, so, what was the best local wildlife? And I mean, we already know Barcelona was the pigeon. So, <laughs> what about Rio? Rio didn't really see much wildlife. It's no. a, it's a city, yeah. It's a dense city. I would, yeah, going through these questions, I couldn't think of one animal that I saw. Like, we we went around like the botanical gardens that had some nice plants in, but yeah, in terms of actual animals. Didn't really, didn't really see any. Not that I can mm. remember distinctly. Anyway, uh, Barcelona. There's parakeets. So yeah, lots okay. of lots of very pretty parakeets flying around. Nice. Um, that was local wildlife. Any local crypto tales? This is the hardest question that we've set up as a regular thing, uh, but it has made me hunt them out. Uh, Barcelona. Good. Didn't really get any for Barcelona, unfortunately. Lots of very cool history for Barcelona, but not any crypto tales. For Brazil, not really a crypto tale. But so 
so Brazil got invaded by the Portuguese and was like owned by them for quite a long time, very similar to the conquistadors in the rest of South America. But like a couple of tales that came from that. So one time the Portuguese royalty were being ousted by Napoleon and so they fled to Rio. When they got off the boats in Rio, the women had shaved their heads because of the lice on the boat. And lots of Brazilians thought that that was the fashion in Europe and then followed suit and shaved their heads. Oh, wow. (laughs) There was also the king, the Portuguese king, didn't like bathing. Not a big fan of bathing. Didn't really like water. And especially didn't like the sea for his fear of crabs. (laughs) But so... But one time he was like filthy and his doctor was like, dude, you gotta take a bath. So they constructed what is essentially a bathtub with lots of small holes in that he got in, was then carried into the sea so then the bath would fill up with water but definitely not get any crabs in. (laughs) (laughs) I just got this image of like hundreds of crabs being like, fuck, he's rumbled us. And that's when the crabs started researching torches. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. Yeah, no, I like yeah. that one. Okay. I like that one. Um, what was your favourite thing from the countries? Favourite thing from the countries? Um, Barcelona was definitely all the Gaudi buildings because it was just wicked. Sagrada Familia being the highlight, obviously. Um, favorite thing about Brazil, yeah, just the vibe. Maybe I may not have got into the carnival spirit, but I really enjoyed watching it. <laughs> yeah, I very cool. much enjoyed witnessing and being there for it. But yeah, maybe I didn't get in as stuck in as I should have done. Do you know, what? I think that's that's exactly the position I'd have taken. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying watching and observing this, yeah. but. Motherfucking no. <laughs> it's like being at a festival and watching people like piss about in the mud and getting trashed and giving free hugs. And they'll just be like, yeah, I'm glad I'm witnessing you doing that. Do yeah. I want to be you? No. no. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I when I went to Notting Hill Carnival and after an hour I was like, I, I think, think I'm done. Like, <laughs> I don't, don't quite understand what's happening. People have started throwing glass bottles at each other on gonna get get home <laughs> that's fair i think you you crazy southern bastards <laughs> um what is the most manner what is the most man of leisure thing you did um most man of leisure thing i did hmm no, i'm sure i wrote this down somewhere most man of leisure thing i did for Brazil, probably like drinking really nice cocktails. Like, I was talking about how nice my hotel was. Dad and Jan's was even nicer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this was very, very, very nice. But yeah, like drinking pretty expensive cocktails on their rooftop, hotel rooftop oh, by the pool, looking yeah, over Copacabana good. Beach. That's extremely man of leisure, I think. Yeah, that's definitely man of leisure. Yeah, yeah. Um, man of leisure for Barcelona's tough because like we didn't relax very much 
it was very much go, go, go. We, like, constantly were on the move sightseeing, like, yeah. stopping for a nice... Maybe, like, the Boccaria Market is quite bad, allegedly. It was very indulgent for its food. But, yeah, like, it was very full-on of a, of a city break. What, uh, what does it take to qualify as a man of leisure? Now that I don't have a job, am I a man of leisure? So, Andy Grange, man of leisure, got his title through. He was working on a cruise ship. And one day... So he's a lighting designer. Well, was a lighting designer. Fellow supermarket worker now. Um, <laughs> 2020. 2020. Um, he, yeah, so he had a day off and... it. Like, instead of just, like, dossing about, he, like, booked himself a spa treatment and had an afternoon tea, champagne afternoon tea (laughs) and stuff. So someone dubbed him Andy Grange Man of Leisure. So I think it's just, like, indulgent, relaxing and very, very nice thing, bit decadent things. So so I'm not a man of leisure, I'm just a bomb. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) That's fair. 2020! 2020! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Got some listener cues. Yeah. Listener cues. Look over there, there's a queue of listeners. Socially um, distanced, I yeah, heard, 2020. Two, two metres apart, always last on 2020. Don't laugh, there's turn into sobs. <laughs> ah, come on. So, James has been on. How similar to The Simpsons is it? I was lucky enough to... The, Millie's powering through The Simpsons on Disney+. And I, yeah, it was literally watched it in the last week. So very nice to have this question. And yeah, fairly similar without the kidnapping. Um, <laughs> they kind of make it look like the big parade is just through the streets where it's not. But like the partying in the streets, the sexy dancing... Like yeah, fair, like fairly similar to to how the Simpsons did it. <laughs> Maybe not as fantastical, right. but I think they made a actually did a fairly good representation of it. The Simpsons did indeed do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, ben asks, did Rio Carnival live up to the expectations? Um, yes, yes, and no, but. In in terms of well, like yeah, it did completely live up to it, but there were a few things I didn't expect of it just being quite so full on everywhere. Like it lived up to expectations of how amazing I thought it was going to be, but yeah, like at the same time, that comes with fucking just a ton of people. Yeah, absolute t- like yeah, it's like half a million people descend on a city. On top of, like, to send on a very overpopulated city. Yeah. yeah. That's too many people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just, I keep saying, oh. like, half a million. I'm just going to throw down a quick Google. How many people go to Rio Carnival? <laughs> turns, out, turns out it was, like, 20. Yeah, I was just scared. <laughs> Today, Rio Carnival attracts 6 million participants. Wow. With two million people on the streets every day during the festivities. Fucking hell, I underestimated that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, with roughly yeah. 1.5 tourists joining the celebrations, it's thought that Carnival brings a fantastic 2.5 billion Brazilian real, which is about £5 million in tourism revenue. £5 million for tourism revenue, that's not that much, actually. Uh, maybe I could start my own Carnival. There we go. 
<laughs> I mean, there's plenty that happen in Leicester anyway. So fuck it, why not? Let's have another one. Yeah. Just me running up and down the streets with a fucking party whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Just some like gnarly pigeon feathers in my hair. And... <laughs> if you need pigeon feathers, I'll. <laughs> <laughs> I know of some going spare. <laughs> oh no, I'm so sorry, Mr. Pigeon. Um, I can help. Um, Warren's been on. How gaudy is Gaudi? Very. Very. <laughs> Very, yeah. He does, yeah, does not do things by halves. Actually, that's not true. He measures all of his measurements by seven and a half, specifically, which is a very weird way of measuring things. But, yeah, he does things by seven and a half, not halves. But, yeah, very, very over the top. Everything's very intricate and beautiful. But, yeah, like, deserves to be as famous as he is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Um, Hablas has been on and asks, Catalan? <laughs> no, Ben. Sorry, <laughs> Ben has been on and he says, Hablas Catalan, which is like, do you speak Catalonian in Spanish? But yeah, um, no, they, there is a completely different language to Spanish. But there are a few little bits. I remember that you say mercy for thanks. And like their please is, sounds like civil play, but it's not quite civil play. So no, definitely don't. But... <laughs> Spoke Spanish to people again, kind of worked, maybe offended them. Um, probably less offended than if you'd have just gone like full on like Englishman abroad. Yeah, yeah. You know, sl- slipped into your yeah. your fake England shirt and just started mm. throwing plastic furniture around. Yeah. Catalonia. I just want to see whereabouts the borders are for it now. Um. What was your road trip anthem for this leg of the journey? So, Barcelona asked Millie again, like, what was our road trip anthem for this? And so, during the audio guide to Guell Palace, so there there was a very big, like, musical auditorium that they had in there where their family would enjoy the sounds of the day. But the song that they chose to play for that was called Sad Song. (laughs) It was... (laughs) Quite dramatic of a song, but the one I'll hopefully remember to put in at the end will be just some brilliant samba music from Brazil. Like, that is all you hear going around Brazil during Carnival is all the samba music, but it showed, like, you know, classic, a genre of music that you don't really know very well, all kind of sounds the same. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, still very good. Very, very good. Nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah, loved it. Good, loved it. Ten out of ten. Would would do again. Not anytime soon, but yes. Not anytime 2020. soon, because twenty twenty. Yeah. Twenty twenty. What's happening in the UK, Scott? Um, mass S- unemployment. Skip, skip that. Twenty twenty. Um, twenty twenty. Oh, I don't know. Not a lot. I didn't really research this one, to be honest with you. Um, my my love for life has died somewhat a little bit. Um. Wow! I, I, <laughs> 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 I, I told you I've been very up and down. Um, yeah, mate, I, I did think me. that the other day. Like, there's nothing stopping me just claiming that I'm a freelance, like whatever, right? Yeah. Like, just because I don't have clients, like today, fuck it. I was a freelance dog groomer. Yeah, 
yeah. yeah, tomorrow might be a freelance author. Have you have you signed on for job seekers yet? I have, isn't good. that yeah, a good. measly amount of bullshit? Was it 150 <laughs> every two weeks ish? Yeah, something like yeah. that. And it's they, really weird. They still it? haven't caught me. Like, they still because. I don't get any overtime pay for my first month until the end of this month, so they still think I'm on a 10-hour contract. Nice. So, so this, I'm getting an extra month of job seekers, even though I'm doing 30 or 40 hours this month. That's what you want to do, defraud the government and leave an audio recording of it. Nice. Yeah, genius. genius. <laughs> I tried to call them. There's no one in the office. I've tried three times and every time you finally get past the we're closed during coronavirus don't come in for any interviews you get sent we're super closed and then it finally gets through and it just goes alright fine I've filled in all the paperwork you can stop giving me money when you're ready yeah I, I did, yeah. Like it's it's a really weird thing as well because I got a letter through being like, well, we're not going to be able to pay you any money uh, starting until the eleventh because you need to have yeah, time two weeks between. First. I was like, which is fine. So I was expecting, well, my next my first payment will be two weeks after the eleventh. No, no. check my bank balance and had they paid me like thirty three quid. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Strange, strange. Um, but I'm not going to say no because, you know, it pays my phone bill at the end of the day. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't cover much, but again, it will do us for a, a food yeah, shop top, here and top there. up a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, nothing's happening in the UK, Les. Like, it's a right <laughs> shit show at the minute. Yeah, it really is um, 2020. 2020. Um, I did see that there was like massive queues outside all of the shops that had reopened. Primarks today, today. Jesus. Um, yeah, that's all I've really got for you. 2020. About, yeah, 2020. Uh, do you want a Spanish phrase of the week? Oh, I, do you know what? I would fucking love one. I'm so moist for Spanish phrase of the week. <laughs> we, we're going off of the the same list of Spanish phrases you should know. Oh. Um, but I went for right at the bottom all the obscure ones. So this one is... Criarse la ultima Coca-Cola del desierto. Criarse la ultima... Coca-Cola del Desierto. One more time. Criarse la última Coca-Cola del Desierto. Oh, the ultimate robot is made from recycled Coca-Cola cans. <laughs> Fuck you, Pepsi. <laughs> so, Criarse la última Coca-Cola del Desierto is... Do you think you're the last Coca-Cola in the desert? <laughs> it's like, it means to think you're better than everyone else or that you're hot stuff. <laughs> oh, you think you're better than me? <laughs> yeah. Do you think you're the last Coke in the desert? <laughs> you're better than me. <laughs> oh, my God. I will never hear that and not think of that weekend in Amsterdam. <laughs> Jesus. Good times. Good times. Yeah, good times. How many more podcast this is one one we we are next week comes out the final i say next week i've got 40 hours over over the time that would be peak editing time so it might be a bit late i'm sorry if it's a bit late but yeah final sunset sunset is the last one we've got to record supernova because the sun's just just imploding (laughs) on itself 
2020. Oh yeah, one more, one more to round it off. One more, and then we'll we'll never podcast again. Wink. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love it. Because when you're remembering the good times, behind you driving in reverse it's almost like you're going forward but if you look down you'll be looking up (laughs) man I thought I stopped smoking weed (laughs) (laughs) see ya Chinese takeaway across the road from me that I never knew was called Big Wang. <laughs> Holy shit, how did I not know this? <laughs> well, that's the uh, that's the snippet for the end of the show sorted. <laughs> I'll, cut um, out, I'll cut out all the rest of this pressing pap. Yeah, oh yeah, this is going to be a fucking rollercoaster of recording, so buckle up. <laughs> shit me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah. of, do you want do you want to do it? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, you're talking about recording, right? Got yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> giggity, giggity, goo. Mm.